Nihao and um, Dao Huang Shu Zhu Shun Shun Wu Di Mingji Di Mingji Pepper Coyote. Hi everybody, my name is Pepper Coyote, and the first sentence I said is, "Uh, which which bus goes to Huang Shu? Huang Shu, Huang Shu, there is." I'm fucking. I'm working on uh, Mandarin because I'm going to be visiting China in September. And one of the worst parts of visiting China is that you have to get a visa, which isn't the worst part. A lot of countries you have to get a visa. It's that you have to have all of your shit booked before you can apply for the visa. So before you can even apply to find out if you're allowed to go to China, you have to book a flight and a hotel to China. Really? <laughs> That's weird. Then you, you email Jing Xiaoping. And you, uh, Xi Jinping, <laughs> Jing Xiaoping. I took two of the presidents and combined them. You email Xi Jinping and you say, "Please, let me come hang out. <laughs> can I? Do you have any games on your phone, Xi? Can, can we, we can meet each other." Wow. <laughs> wow. And I am Beatrice Poundwell. Just to get that out there. <laughs> yes. Hello. We have guests today. Beatrice is back with us after a couple of months off, and I'm excited to have you back. How? What's been going on in your life? Oh, so much. Um, uh, it's been a, it's been a very busy life uh, so far for the past six months. You know, but mostly I've been anticipating Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, uh, and I've been playing it all weekend long. I told you this over text, but I'm on. I I do already enjoy how it how um without they're not trying to reinvent the wheel it's like all right exact same introduction as the other breath of the wild game you're in your tutorial area we give you very little instruction and then a guy says go to these like starter shrines yeah. and in each one you get a new power and it slowly teaches you your powers and i've in i think three if not maybe four hours i got to the first three of those shrines and now the guy's like all right now go to the last one you just unlocked fast travel and i'm like okay we are three hours into this i'm having fun because most of the tutorial which is why it's a fun tutorial is not people telling you shit it's yeah. just the the telling you shit is like two lines and i keep i want to fucking high five the writer every time it comes around because yeah. it'll be like oh yeah this lets you control stuff peace and you're, like that's yeah. it and then you gotta like hit it and just start doing things and the buttons are just on the screen so it's not really that confusing <laughs> it's pretty brilliant it's good yeah I, I, is that about the amount of time it took you to get through the intro island <laughs> Probably, probably about that long. Yeah, I I only just got out of the intro island, and once you get like back down to the land, it's pretty freaking cool. It's pretty cool. I'm very excited. I am hoping that since it's the sky, like you're up in the sky. I never yeah. played Skyward Sword, uh, but I'm hoping to see more bird people because my favorite thing about that, just aesthetically, are the Ritos. I like the Ritos a lot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, me too. I like the Ritos. I feel like most normies freaked out about the Zoras because of the one like buff fish man. And I'm like, what about the not as buff bird man who just calls you a piece of shit the whole time? What about him? <laughs> what? People don't like the Zoras? 
<laughs> people do like the Zora. That's what I'm saying. I think that like uh, oh, when I, I say normie, you. I mean not furry. Like yes. the furries, the furries also had a fun time with Shark Man. Oh, I see. But... You mean you mean it? It's like a crossover sexual attraction. It no. got into got into Look. the mainstream. Uh, it's, so it's, in the same way that uh, I, I I assume normal sure. boring straight people start talking about like oh my god that movie yeah but that chick and her butt and the boobs uh, <laughs> in, instead sure. furries found a way to not objectify living humans we objectify cartoons so Excellent. every time a new cartoon comes out we're like oh but did you see there's like an alligator man and oh my god <laughs> that's how I find out about things is I'll see just a random anthro character with like sparkles around him and then I see like oh two three four. oh I've seen that same character like five times that must be the new uh, like oh the new pokemon starters just got released or oh a trailer for x film <laughs> yeah, i feel like i could tell in like 2012 the furries started getting jobs at the animation companies because all the cartoons have abs now and like they're all like they're all hot much hotter than they were like i'd say 15 years ago so yeah you weren't watching like tom and jerry and being like job. damn dude tom is stacked that's right no i <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember thinking that, no. Like with most things, personally, I blame the Japanese. Fair enough. You gotta blame not somebody. comment further. <laughs> no, just like in general, anime like seems to have been like more farther into, like that's just been an element of it. For, like sure. Inuyasha even. He's like a dog man. Who, <laughs> like, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fine. Whatever. I'm not, not yucking anybody's yums. So I'm going to China to uh to be on my quest to become the most annoying american communist possible because just so then when any argument comes up i can be like well you know i went to china and exactly you'll be Uh. you'll be able to end any argument maybe not win but definitely end any no there's gonna say that they're going to say that they set up a whole fake China just for me, so I'd be fooled. And like they walked me around a fake Beijing and put me on a fake bullet train. And <laughs> it's just, just a giant Disney World, only for me. Just for Pepper. They designed a fake China for you. Yeah. That's that's how influential you are in China. That's why that's why you have to that's why you have to apply for the visa so far out and why it costs one hundred and forty dollars. They have to have the budget to build an entire fake China. Get ready for you. That's you right. Know, to get the experience. $140 goes way further in China. <laughs> it does go slightly farther. Last <laughs> obnoxious China thing I want to talk because I'm just excited about my trip. I of originally course. was just going to go to Shanghai and I had a friend who knows a bit more about Chinese geography than me. Not Chinese, just another American who just knows more information. Like, well, Shanghai, like, are you going anywhere else? I'm like, eh, probably not. I only get to do the one trip. Expensive. Like, well, it's not that Shanghai is bad. It's just I've heard that Shanghai is essentially like if you've seen one big city, you've seen Shanghai. Just like go to New York Chinatown and you might as well be in Shanghai because it's just Sure. Big cities are like big cities. And I'm like, oh, you know what? Let me look into this. How far how far away is Beijing and is there a bullet train there? And that's when I start going, oh, world's fastest bullet train is between Shanghai and Beijing. And it runs 19 times a day in either direction. <laughs> that's awesome. It's the equivalent of it's a two and a half hour flight or a five uh five hour or four four hour 40 minute if you get the there's slightly different models there's like there's the g2 train the g5 train the, the 12 the burnt and like some the one is the fastest the other one's like 20 miles an hour slower uh 
it's the equivalent of going from like freaking Phoenix to Los Angeles and it's five and a half hours. And I can't not think in the back of my head the whole time, like, why don't we have this? Why are we supposedly the most advanced, richest, craziest, most fucky country in the world, right? We have visible hand of the market. How come that shit has never provided us a bullet train? People say, well, Pepper, you see, China isn't even actually communist. They're just capitalists. I'm like, well, then how come they have all the nice shit in their version of it and we have nothing? Like, we, how come they have health care? How come they- I know why. <laughs> it's because oil people got the idea first. <laughs> oil people... Got the idea to not have trains before somebody got <laughs> got the idea to have them. China is currently having its auto boom. Like the auto industries are all trying to get into China because now people make like the 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 income level, average income level of, of people in China is continues to go up and up. And now people can afford their own cars. So so it's mm. like most Teslas are now sold in China and they're manufactured in China. Like all, they so make all the parts there. They just sell them down the street. So does that mean China is currently having their like 1960s car culture like takeover? Where like yeah, but like in a in a different way. Like in 30 years, every like 40 year old Chinese guy is gonna like love his old Tesla, and he'll be out in the garage, out in the driveway I watching a, it. I got a 2025 <laughs> Nissan Altima. <laughs> you ain't seen they make them like this anymore. <laughs> Exactly. I'm completely ready for that. And a little bit, <laughs> yes, kind of. Like <laughs> Yeah. It's the train system is incredible. Like you can if I wanted to, if I had the time really, I'm I'm only gonna be there for two full weeks. I would love to go to uh what's That's called? a it's, long it's, time to be in China. I know. It's like the long <laughs> it's like the longest trip I've ever taken. It's usually like, all right, so I fly for the first three days, I'm there for four days, then I fly two days back, and like that's my trip when awesome. I get to go to cool places. Have fun. I man. actually get to be at the thing. And you get it's gonna be scary. I've always wanted to go to Asia. I've always wanted to go to Japan because it looks super pretty. And uh, everybody makes fun of me, but I want to see Hiroshima and Nagasaki. I want to see where that shit went down. <laughs> I felt similar feelings to because, uh, yeah, you think it would be awkward and weird. But I went to Pearl Harbor, and you know what? Every tor- every tourist I saw there was either Japanese or German. <laughs> sure, yeah. Just walking around, I just hear like a loud German conversation to this. I look, like, there's a whole family. I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> they're like, I want to see where it fucking went down. Oh, <laughs> uh, jeez. I mean, if yeah. I hey, if if I if go if you if it's entirely a, a standard tourist thing to go and tour concentration camps, I think you should go tour Hiroshima and Nagasaki, especially because those cities are not like tourist Tokyo. That's where you're gonna have yeah. a harder time finding people speaking English. I'm sure at the attractions there will be a ton of people speaking. There's probably gonna be American Army veterans. <laughs> probably, <laughs> I bet you yeah. there'd be at least one like 90 year old guy in like the not not a beret, the like World War II style. It looks like the thing you get a hot dog in but it's a hat oh What's, yeah what kind yeah, of hat yeah. is that you know what I, mean? I i don't know <laughs> there'd be one uh, of those guys I think standing it is there a beret are you sure it's not a beret berets are like whole head and then they flops to one side yeah. this is like a almost like a wedge shaped like oh, like a yeah, boat yeah. flipped over <laughs> i'm sure there'd be at least one guy there and you'll be like how's it going old guy and be like well you see <laughs> you can go have a freaking conversation with him <laughs> yeah i want to see it and next to him should be an 80-year-old Japanese army. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like one of the worst things that ever happened. And I get to go, I want to go see where it happened. <laughs> it's arguably the worst two at- like single attack offensive maneuvers ever pulled on anyone in human history, arguably. Yeah, I would say so, yeah. 
I'm not going to get into my rant about how the U.S. runs around going like, they're going to use nukes. And it's like, who? all right, U.S., who's the only one who's used nukes? You, <laughs> you're the only one. <laughs> okay. We have actual yeah. shit to talk about. Do you want to start with my nonsense or start with... I kind of want to start with yours because I want to like base the show length around that because mine aren't huge sure. topics. And we're already talking about writers. Like in China, when I show up, they're, they're going to have to work really hard for the Chinese writers to come up with a, a version of China that I will find real and authentic so That's I can then right. go back to the communists in America and say, you see, it's this wonderland of utopias and perf perfection. <laughs> so what are American... Uh, what's going on with the writing industry in the U.S.? You're part of that industry. Industry. Um, yeah, it, tangentially, yes. So, um, yeah, the Writers Guild of America is on strike. Um, so my involvement is, yes, I went to film school for screenwriting, and I've dabbled. Uh, and I have friends that are in the industry, um, and I'm industry adjacent, kind of. Um, but my interest here is that unions around artistic endeavors and just communism in general around artistic endeavors and like how it works. Uh, basically, maybe a good place for us to start is to just kind of talk about the writer strike and what it is. So I will post this article in the chat. The writer strike uh, went on strike. I'm looking at an article from CNBC. Uh, Writers Guild of America that represents uh, everybody that writes for TV and film. Uh, also, like, uh, any kind of, like, performance that uh, has a script, that's the Writers Guild of America covers. It's actually two Writers Guilds. It's, there's an East and West Writers Guild that are joined into the Writers Guild of America. Uh, so reading from this article here, every three years, the Writers Guild of America, the TV and the Film Writers Union negotiate a contract with the Alliance of Motion Pictures and Television Producers. It's intended to cover issues such as minimum pay for various projects, health insurance, workplace safety. The AMPTP represents Hollywood studios such as Paramount Pictures, NBC Universal, uh, network television companies such as ABC, Fox, and streaming services like Amazon. So the net the negotiations started on March twentieth with a series of proposals. Uh, skimming uh, proposals include new terms around how feature film writers get paid, how many writers can be staffed on TV shows, how long they're there to be staffed, lack of minimums, etc. In the last decade, median weekly median weekly writer producer pay declined four percent or twenty three percent after adjusting for inflation, according to the WGA. Screenwriters pay declined 14% in the last five years after inflation as well. I listened to some union guy talking about this on the um, on YouTube. The only reason I bring it up is because I know it was a guy who was like, he's doing a media run of specifically talking about yeah. this issue. And the, the host of the show was like, oh, yeah, you guys are all mad about royalties, right? And he's like, well, actually, it's now more about base pay because since everything is streaming yeah. now, and uh, back in the day, they would write out, like, st when streaming was nothing, it was just like, who even knows what the hell streaming is? Like, oh, like a YouTube short, like in the mid-2000s when they're writing some of these contracts, like the last time they negotiated a deal. Uh, they, the, the guild members in general were okay with that kind of work getting categorized for lower pay because like no one was really doing it. Nobody really sure. cared, but now they're categorizing 
everything as streaming because everything is streaming and they're going like, oh yes, you should be paid for this in the same way that someone in 2007 was paid to write a YouTube exactly. skit. And it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> You're putting these fucking things that these are multi-million dollar productions. Like this Netflix show costs $30 million to make. You can't act like it's a TikTok video. And or, eh. So it's really base pay and trying to get these defined as what they actually are, which is just television. And the last time there was a writer strike was in 2007 and it was about streaming too. Uh, because streaming was like just invented and they were like, wait a second, we need yeah. some money for that. Uh, and so it's like every 10 years or so, the, the industry changes and the writers have to go on strike to compensate for the way the industry's changed. And the weird thing about when we're talking about writers, like the kind that are in the writer's guild where it's real hard to get in the writer's guild. Uh, it's like an aspirational thing for like writers. Same with like actors. It's real hard to get into the actors guild. Uh, and it's a, it's a catch 22 situation where if you want to be staffed on a writer's guild show, you have to be a member of the writer's guild. Uh, and in order to be a writer's guild, in order to be in the writer's guild, you have to work on a writer's guild project. So my thought about it is guilds like this for creative industries, especially the way that the writing industry works now, where basically everyone's a freelancer, basically everybody works on contracts. Uh, so you'll sign like a contract to work on a show for a season. And, you know, 20 years ago, a season was 30 episodes, like you were staffed for a year. Now a season is eight episodes. Uh so I got a chunk out of this article for exactly what you're talking about where it has a uh, has Dylan Guerrera 28 recently worked on season 3 of HBO's The Other Two. I've never heard yes, of that. Yes, I've before. never heard of the it. The season too. but it, it's HBO though, so it's not like freaking local but, <laughs> local but television. Another, this is a big company. Another point, the fragmentation of like the media is that there could be a really killer show on HBO that everybody loves, gets high reviews. And I've never fucking heard of it, <laughs> you know. And not that many people will watch it, which is what the in, which is what the studios will say. They'll be like, "Well, you see, nobody really watches sure. this." But the season is slated to be ten episodes. You're talking about shorter shorter runs of things. And the writers' room met for around fifteen weeks. He says, which is on the shorter side after fees and taxes. Which earlier in this article, they'll talk about how about twenty five percent of whatever your contract is is already going to go to the three people you have to pay to get the contract: your lawyer, your manager, and your agent, yeah. <laughs> who get you even anywhere near this shit. So after all that, uh, after fees and taxes, he got about three thousand two hundred dollars per week for those fifteen weeks. And this is not to say that dollar amounts like make makes you working class or not working class, but I want to point out that fifteen weeks for thirty two hundred dollars a week is more than I make in a year. Sure. Yes, and this is for a twenty-eight-year-old writer, it, <laughs> and this is like the this is a shit game. Exactly. So yeah, that that's the <laughs> argument. Where, that's yeah. the argument I've heard is that they're like overcompensated, and yes, they are, and uh, it's getting more and more hard to overcompensate writers because of what we just said, like the fragmentation of the thing. And also, I'll never call anybody overcompensated. Sure. I will only call everyone else undercompensated. Yes, you're right. But you're continue. right. That's <laughs> yes, that's correct. Because I don't shit on these guys for making a ton of money for writing. Because you know it's not labor. Ton <laughs> exactly. It's thirty two k a ton. You're right. <laughs> it's like, but it's just like everybody listening to this. I I assume everybody listening to my show makes like under six figures a year for the most <laughs> yeah, part. Or yes. hey, thanks for hanging out. Yes, definitely. <laughs> 
And then you're living in LA, so you might as well be making eighteen hundred a week. Like that might as well cut that number in half for how expensive it is to like exist. Exactly. I know there's other. And issues. it's kind of like being in the writers guild. It means you're have you're successful as a writer, kind of. It means, uh, yeah, you're already established. Yes. Like this isn't like me. I'm not in the right. Like you don't just join on online. Like. I'm sure if you had the ability to do it out of the snap of a finger, you would be in the writer's guild. Sure. Yes. So at what point is a guild helping the artists and uh, help helping them uh, improve their, their working conditions? And at what point is it just keeping some people out? And also now where everybody can make things, everybody has a camera, everybody can make, kind of film quality stuff if they have time and energy the guild is much less helpful or significant you could see it almost like the old guard holding on to their previous which i would point that more at guild leadership than like rank and file this 28 year old who i'm (laughs) describing here sure uh and uh, let's like transition into the article that you sent. My big issue is IATSE. Yes. So the way that this strike can continue, the writer strike would mean almost nothing if IATSE didn't help them out. IATSE is, you'll remember this strike from a couple of years ago. It's everybody who does this. It's like all the techs. Yeah. You know how you have your doctor's office who has the doctor and then all the techs who actually like run around, do all the paperwork, do all the stuff. Like take your x-ray, develop it, like all the grunt work. These are your cameramen. These are like the guy who runs your craft service, the dude who opens the door at two in the morning and closes the door. But like all the like yes. grunt dudes who you don't even think about. The pe- the, <laughs> who you don't even think the about. people doing a lot of the actual work to get the stuff done. Yeah. The more, like much easier to define. Like the. If the Writers Guild is the white collar sure. uh, rank and file of entertainment, this IATSE is the blue collar of the rank and file of Hollywood. Yes. And uh, they had a strike, and the reason that this writer strike has any teeth is that IATSE is also joining them, sure. which is what you're supposed to do as a union. You're supposed to support all the other unions. Yes. Because like, otherwise these strikes have very little power because we're all so decentralized. Like, this really should be like the entertainment Hollywood union. It should be like one of them, and writers should be a branch of it. Sure. But no, they have us all divided and all this shit. But <clears throat> IATSE is absolutely there. They are like, we will not turn on the cameras. We will not turn on the lights. We will not turn on the air conditioning. Like, you cannot film without, like, physically, you cannot film without but, us. Writers, you could. Yes. I mean, if it's already written, you could just be like, fuck you, I'm taking your script. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> fight me in court, and bitch. My <laughs> argument would be like something like IATSE makes a ton of sense. Those people are employed in a different way. They're not. They, so. If you want to be a writer in a show, you have to write a bunch of episodes of other shows and send them off to people. And then you have to get a person to represent you so that when you send things off to people, they'll actually read it. And then you finally get to be in the room and you get to join the guild. IATSE, if you're a camera guy, you have to be good at being a camera guy. It makes way more sense. You be good at being a camera guy and you apply for the job and then you get it based on your skill. You continue being good at being a camera guy. Unions make way more sense in a situation like that. So it's not that I'm saying that the Writers Guild will not support the IAT. The IATSE strike that I'm talking about ended in a way that 
I'm not in it. I don't really have a dog in this sure. race, but just reading what I'm reading, I would not have been satisfied as if I was an IATSE member. I want to read from this on labor article, the one that you're mentioning. I'll paste it in the thing. And I'm starting way at the bottom of this article where it says, does the ratified agreement meet members' demands? Because the previous one describes the demands. It, descri- it just spends a lot of time talking about the voting margins because this was approved uh, by a majority of members. That's what how unions work. They don't just get to hand down decisions. They do vote on these things. Yeah. And let me read for IATSE leadership celebrated the adequate rest and stiff financial penalties of the new agreement. Specifically, the the new rest requirements include 10-hour daily turnarounds, 54-hour weekend... I'm going to skip over these numbers. However, critics argue that 10-hour rest periods are already mandated by many workers' contracts, and they may indirectly sanction 14-hour workdays. Because if 10 becomes the standard, then they can be like, oh, well, we'll pay you extra to do this 14. Hmm. The new break penalties also impose nothing for productions going past six hours without a break. Instead, they have double penalties from 10. They, and they go on to describe all these different penalties. Like, the, the victories were increased penalties more so than increased pay. And Hollywood's just sitting there like, oh, okay, so the price of labor went up by this much. Cool, that's fine with us. Like, sure. And, and they do mention... Now they'll, just be yeah, more, now they'll just be more careful to not go overtime so they don't have to pay them more. They're not going to get or more. Or they just pay them. <laughs> yeah. Like, the... The portion of the budget that the cameraman, that the lights, yes. that craft services is, is like negligible on these literal hundred million dollar productions. Yes. Like if you're in a fucking Marvel movie, do you think they give a shit that they got to pay the guy instead of twelve fifty for half an hour, twenty five a half hour? This is monopoly. Money. That's nothing. That is a rounding error to these fucks. They don't give a shit. After after twenty meal penalties, that's when they make you work through your lunch. That's a meal penalty when they don't let you fucking eat. After twenty meal penalties a worker will earn their hourly wage for each additional half hour penalty so you're gonna be sitting there in horrible working conditions like well at least i got paid time and a half (laughs) (laughs) which is good for you it does give you more money but like what was that really what the strike was about was you know treat us like cattle but feed us a little extra grass (laughs) yeah is that what we all struck over and what i fear is that like and this isn't all writers this would be the top of the if you listen to my bullshit, the farther up, the closer you get to the executive, to the owning class, the closer your relationship is like in a company, the higher up you get in it, the closer you get to the executives in sure. it, the actual owning class people in it, the closer, not, it doesn't, I'm not saying that you become a bad person. Sure. I'm saying your material interest gets closer and closer to theirs. When you work at the absolute grunt level, like if you work at Walmart and you're a grunt, you don't really give a shit if Walmart's stock price is going up. Sure. Right? Like I fucking, I show up, I get paid regardless. But if you're not, now, like the VP or the assistant to the VP, suddenly your interest comes closer to like, I need Walmart in general to be a success, which means my boss to be a success, which helps my success. And even if that's not true, it's all like smoke and mirrors and lies they sell to sure. you. Uh, that's how you're going to operate because that's how you got to that position in the first place. So the closer, uh, even within every industry, this is also true. So the closer, the higher up you are as a writer, if you're like a big deal writer, your interest is going to naturally, not because you're a shitty person, just because that's materially how it is, your interest is going to be closer to your bosses. So remember the railway strike? Where the fuck were the writers? <laughs> How come Colbert isn't out there saying one-liners about, man, Biden sure sucks with the rail union. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I think he maybe did. I'm sure. Oh, but Colbert. They were probably written. Those jokes were probably written. <laughs> yeah. They just weren't putting on air. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Where were they in the IATSE strike when it didn't fucking right. happen? Yes. Where... <laughs> You're, yes, exactly right. So, and that's a good transition into, I just put the Wikipedia article for the studio system into the into the chat yeah. so 
The studio system has entered the chat. So when <laughs> when the film industry was invented, it worked much differently. Um, and what they what they now call the studio system, where where basically you would work for the studio, you'd work for MGM Studios, and you'd work for Mr. MGM, whatever the fuck his name was. <laughs> and and they'd hire you as a writer. They'd hire you as a writer. You'd interview, like you interview for a job, like you interview to write on a newspaper. You interview to write for MGM Studios. And they're like, okay, you're you're good at writing. You know how to put sentences together. You know how to write a script. You know the rules. Uh Go ahead, sit in this office, and every now and then I'll come by and say, hey, write an adventure picture for Betty Grable or whatever, and you and you get a salary, and you get health insurance, and you get all that shit. Sometimes you don't have to do anything. The rest of the time, when I come in and tell you what to write, you write it, and that was a way better way of doing it. I think the creatives would argue they had less creative freedom because some guy is telling them you know, what they have to write. But really, for one, that's kind of the golden age of film <laughs> because the the guy with the cigar, you know, Mr. MGM, doesn't give a fuck. He wants you to write a movie with Betty Grable that makes money. The rest doesn't matter. That's why so many good movies were made back then, because they got people who were competent and let them fucking fly. Uh, and it worked with... And it was a little shittier for the actors and actresses, the studio system. The actors and actresses took it on the chin, I'll admit. So maybe they're... Sometimes they took it to the grave. <laughs> so it didn't work out as well for actors and actresses because it, you did get a situation where you were an actor and you had to work for MGM Studios. And if you ever worked for another studio, you never worked in this town again. That was like a thing that actually happened. But there's got to be a middle ground now where there's like five streamers. There's Netflix, Amazon, whatever. Why don't I just get a job working for Hulu? And there's like five offices at Hulu. There's the drama writer's room, the comedy writer's room, the teen writer's room. And some guy goes in and say, hey, uh, fidget spinners are big. Write that. And then, <laughs> right? That's how it should work. And then the writer's union would make more sense. All Like, uh, like most of the issues we discuss on this show, the solutions are like boring and unsexy and also like known and obvious sure. where how, how do you make all of all of how much easier would these negotiations be if one's private employer was not also for some reason responsible for your home and for your health insurance dental insurance like various benefits how like how different would it be if we lived in a world where uh, every, like you weren't writing to try and like not die. Yeah. Like fuck, if this script doesn't get bought, I'm literally on the street. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. If you, f it doesn't, it doesn't put you in a problems. good creative mindset. That you, you don't find the new shit when you're writing. <laughs> you don't find the new, interesting, exciting, challenging shit when you're writing so you can feed your dog. You know. <laughs> how am I? How am I supposed to write? Uh. The what is it the the Hunger Games prequel, <laughs> the the revamp of Blade again? <laughs> How am I gonna rewrite the new Blade? <laughs> Apparently the new Blade like is getting pushed back because they just like rewrote the whole fucking movie. They like made a lot of it and went no we can't like everyone's getting sick of superhero movies. We can't just keep doing the exact same so thing. So this is an interesting like most creative industries. Th this is an interesting anecdote that is tangentially related, but I don't have a lot of reasons to tell it. So. 
Um, I know the guy that wrote the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. You know the one with Ivan Ooze? Like the current, the newest one? No, the old one. The, the old one from when we like were kids. The original The Power Rangers movie? Yeah, with, with Ivan Ooze. Like where they get in the cars and the kids show up and they like pass the... the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. The costumes are so fucking old at that point for the bad guys. They're just falling apart. And and this is fascinating to me. Here's how I got the job. Uh, like A notice went out to like agents that said, hey, we want to make a Power Rangers movie. Come tell, come pitch ideas for it. And just all day, people come in and say, the Power Rangers movie should be this. And the guy who won, he just said they should go to space. That's all. They should go to space. And they're like... Like, that was the pitch is the Power Rangers go to space. Yes. End of pitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, okay, here's a million bucks. <laughs> we want a first draft by next month. Yeah, exactly. That movie sucks. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's good if you're like nine and renting it on VHS from Hollywood Video downtown like I was. Yeah, but. I like Ivan Ooze. All right. Any further, any final uh, or lingering thoughts on this strike? I I always, I support all strikes. Like if sure, you listen to yeah. what I just said and said, well, Pepper thinks a strike should fail. I support all strikes anytime or uh, anytime labor is getting together, except for, I don't know, police union strikes. Cause that's like a different. So as a, <laughs> kind of thing. as a professional musician, like what kind of, uh, what kind of unions are available for you? And how do you feel? Do you feel like it's a, keeping you out kind of thing the way that i kind of feel about the writer's guild there is like the musician there is there are musicians unions they're not horribly powerful and they're mostly meant for instrumentalists who were like playing as studio musicians uh back in like the motown records day sure, <laughs> like, yeah. like a response to the extremely exploitive contracts by motown specifically yes. and a couple other companies if you're like a singer who's trying to go out and do their own stuff, there's not really a union for me to join. I could make if I was doing more theater stuff, I then I become one of the theater union people. If I was doing more TV screen stuff, I would go kind of towards the Cause, Hollywood. Because like everyone's a freelancer <laughs> now. Everyone, every kind That's, of entertainer or anybody yes. in a creative field is a freelancer now, or they should be. I would argue. <laughs> Yeah, I could join like the Recording Artists Association, <laughs> but they don't—they only give a shit if you're already a really big name. Exactly. And then you use them kind of as like they're you, you, the musicians' union is basically used as like your team of lawyers. Yeah. So when shit happens, they go after like yeah. <laughs> whoever. But yeah, most create like all all I'm going to say all pretty much all creative industries. Everyone is are everyone is freelancers. That seems grammatically wrong, but I think it's correct, <laughs> uh, including me. Like I am technically a freelancer. I have other jobs that are less. But even that, I'm like a, I'm like an independent contractor for those. So I'm still freelancing. Yeah. Yeah. If we had a, I don't even like using the word social safety net. If we had some kind of freaking, if the general population was ruled by the workers. Yes. Yes. Okay. That, <laughs> a lot of this would be fixed. That's the bottom. But it would also require. Yeah, that's the bottom line. I'm glad we found it because, it, <laughs> yeah, it might lead to fewer people being writers and musicians, etc. But I would be totally fine if, hey, you got to go work and do the this various productive job for, you know, three days a week. And then from there, you can do whatever you want. I'm like, cool, I'm going to do my music. But, but the <laughs> thing is, in a perfect world, in our perfect communist utopia or the way I envision it. Everybody is a writer, musician, artist. Everybody is because everybody wants to like make stuff sometimes. 
Uh, it's just humans. Humans all do this. Yes, humans like to make things, but they're to do it and like get paid and live and eat food is extremely hard to do. And the um, yeah, if there was a social safety net, it'd be way easier for people to just write one song for fun in their life, you know? All right, so here I got a sentence for us. Zao kan bakuo tsai ma. Okay. Let me try it one more time. Zao kan bakuo tsai ma. ma. The ma at the end just means it's a question. Like oh. Chinese is so freaking interesting in how it's structured. The word ma just means what I just said was a question. Like the word has no further meaning. It's just like. That was a question. It's like instead of a question mark, we we just had like the word "huh" mm-hmm. that you would put at the end of every like. I have a room, huh? Which means, do I have a room? Like it turns the statement into a question. This is a is breakfast included? Zao kan zao kan ma. I don't remember n e i. Is it ne or nei? <laughs> You know, I do often find myself having to explain that I was asking a question, so that would be helpful. I, you start going, huh? I, I often have to be like, uh, yes, I was asking that. I wasn't, I wasn't asserting. Well, ding chei chan. Which might mean, I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay, wait. look, it's grammatically every sentence has the same structure. The grammar is super easy because it's always sub is it subject, object, verb? Yeah, subject, object, verb. Whoa, I <laughs> like okay. st- or knee, you <laughs> like you start every like sentences that are like your basic. I'm blah blah blah. You blah blah blah. <laughs> like they all start with just who are we talking about? Then you do what you're talking about, and then what's happening to it. So when, when we'll get there, people. When did you say you're going? I'm going in September. Okay, we got plenty of time. <laughs> I have the summer to. My goal isn't even to like learn Chinese. It's just to be able to pronounce pinyin, pinyin, <laughs> the official way that you write out Chinese shit in English characters. And it's funny when like children in China learn Chinese in school, they teach them pinyin first because it's. There are thousands, you could almost say an infinite number because new ones either show up or discovered, stop, fall out of use, of Chinese characters. And the way you pronounce them has nothing to do with how they look. Like you can't, even a native speaker, you could look at a Chinese character. If they haven't seen it before, they'll just be like, I don't know. Like you gotta, you gotta tell me what that means. You look up in a Chinese dictionary, not by what the word is, but by like the shape of the thing. It's like, does it have a X? Okay, go to here. That- does that X have four lines by it? Okay, go to here. Does that four line have a square around it? Okay, go to here. <laughs> and then you eventually find the symbol you're looking for and figure it out. Sounds super intuitive. <laughs> but pronunciation-wise, there's only like tw- 10 starter consonants and then like 30 ending combos. And then that's all the syllables that make up all of Chinese, <laughs> all of Mandarin. So like, if you say like, Xing, that could mean fifth, uh, 500 different syllables. All are xing. <laughs> or if you go xing, that's okay. A different set of syllables. <laughs> the only way you can tell what's even going on in Mandarin is in context. You have to say the things in context or see the character and know it and go, okay, that next to that makes sense. But in isolation, that means nothing. <laughs> that's exciting. It's like if you t- 
take an American and be like, just give him the letter J. Be like, what's that mean? He'd be like, I don't know. It means J. <laughs> like it doesn't mean, <laughs> it means nothing until you put it next to a bunch of other letters. That's true. By the way, uh, join, become a member on patreon.com slash last minute politics. Just look up last minute politics on Patreon. <laughs> Give me any number of, any number of dollars, uh, it, one is the minimum, but and you will get. We don't have tiers. Like if you give us one dollar, if you give us a hundred dollars a month, you get the same stuff. And one of them is access to the Discord, where you can watch and listen to these recordings being made live. We're both on video. We're hanging out. We're gonna say some things that are gonna get edited out later. Not because they're horrible, but because probably usually because they're funny and don't make sense out of context. But you could be there for only a dollar a month on Patreon.com. Look up Last Minute Politics. Just this week, I think, yeah, it's within a week of today, uh, the headline were on CNN, jury finds Donald Trump liable for sexual abuse and defamation in E. Jean Carroll case. How familiar, how familiar are you with this? The, la- the latest in a series of, ha ha, we got him this time. <laughs> uh, are you, are you? Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit familiar with it. I'd say, yes, I know that it happened. And I remember reading about this accusation way back when remember when Donald yeah. Trump was before he was president do you remember can you remember that far <laughs> back I do remember that I barely can <laughs> he's a goofy comedy man my, said funny shit on TV my memory well, doesn't, about it. it's great my memory barely goes back that far I want to the reason I pull up the CNN article as always is to just give a general intro oh they, good they gave me like some bullet points here Bullet point one, a Manhattan federal jury found that Donald Trump, so this is just to be up, uh, like out front, this is a civil case, and I don't, I don't know, I'm not nearly good enough legal mind to try to explain the difference, but like civil cases are different from criminal cases, meaning that like I don't think that there was ever a possibility of anyone going to jail about this. It's kind of like how you remember how Bill Cosby, like, yeah. well, they couldn't get him in criminal court, but they got him in civil court because they the civil charges end up having like longer statutes of limitations. And a very weird thing, I wish that bringing this up did not automatically make certain people go, oh, Pepper is defending Donald Trump. Because that's not why I'm, I'm not saying this to defend anybody, it's just a true thing that happened and is weird for reasons that have nothing to do with the president. In this case, in the state of New York, the statute of limitations for sexual assault, like it was already over, because this happened in 1996, mm-hmm. according to this article. So when the accusation was, the state of New York passed a law which on its face looks and sounds very positive we're like we are going to extend the state we're going to remove the statute of limitations for these kinds of cases in new york and then the end of that is for one year so new york state a couple years ago uh or actually geez just last year it would have to have been yeah. uh changed the rules that you can take civil suit you can bring civil suits against sexual uh, assaulters with no statute of limitations. It could have happened 100 years ago. Like, you can bring that, you get your day in court, but you have a deadline of one year to get it before the court, or you can't. Which, why? Yeah. <laughs> if you want to remove the statute of limitations on sexual assault, do it. Yeah. This, it just adds more fuel to people who want to say, oh, they're only doing this to fuck with Trump. Well, I Because, like... I'd say... What... <laughs> Well, okay, so yeah, I'd say maybe oh, yeah, m- maybe they did do that just to fuck with Trump, but either way, like they 
the taking it away in a year is the real fucked up thing. It's is like, weird, I, right? It, it's like whoever passed that rule, they were like, I did a sexual assault in like 98. <laughs> oh, shit. They're like, but they won't find it for 166 <laughs> days. <laughs> but OK, so here's my deadline for getting caught. It seems like that. It seems like somebody was doing that math problem. They were like, I want to get I, Trump, but I don't want to get caught for my sexual assault. So my solution is just for Who are you, Joe Biden? <laughs> my yeah, exactly. So my solution is people should just stop doing sexual assaults, right? I think we should absolutely bring to court all sexual assaulters, especially for uh, former and or current presidents I agree. who are sexual assaulters. I agree with you, and we should stop allowing presidents to be in situations where it's so easy for them to commit sexual assault without anything bad happening to them. Well, in this case, this was 1996, and Trump was just like a rich dude. Sure. Well, I <laughs> at, think we should at the time. I think we should make it so it's hard, and it is. It it's now harder for men to get away with sexual assault. It is, and that's a good thing. And I hope that we keep going on that direction. It really seems to depend on who. I hate saying the media because it makes you sound paranoid. Sure. I, who who the media wants to focus on? Like some people's shit gets brought immediately right up front. Some people's shit seems to get like weirdly pushed aside. Like nobody really cares that Bill Gates hung out with Je Jeffrey Epstein a whole lot, and his wife has got to have some shit on him. Like oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Bill Gates's wife. I mean, like. Uh, but anyway, other bullet points. Carol, who's the the victim here, the sexual assault victim. Carol alleged Trump raped her in a Bergdorf 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 Goodman department. It's like a rich people store in New York, and I should know how to say it. Bergdorf Goodman department store, and then defamed her when he denied her claim. She described the verdict as a victory for her and the other victims of abuse. I have listened to interviews with this lady, by the way, and this is not me like trying to shit on her. I fully believe her. I think she probably was fucking felt up by Trump in a fucking department store in 1996. Yes. I have no reason to not believe what she says. She herself, though, does say she does not describe it as a rape. She says that he's like, she pretty much remember the grabber by the pussy video. She yes. pretty much describes that video. And then that's what happened to her. And it's like, well, yeah, bad. You, there should be some kind of like, that shouldn't just be an acceptable form of content conduct an acceptable form of conduct, not content. Uh, next one. While the jury found that Trump sexually abused Carol, sufficient to hold him liable for battery, the jury did not find that she proved he raped her. He does not face any jail time, which is weird because like in pre-trial interviews, when she talks about it, she she doesn't even say he raped him. Uh, he does not face any jail time as a result of the civil verdict. Trump said he will appeal the verdict. A former president opted the former president. I'm like, a former president. Who? <laughs> w. Bush? <laughs> the former president opted not to testify in the trial and not put on a defense. Yeah, he didn't even show up. Like he just, the, the judge was like, well, he's not here, but we're going to give him five more days. I'm like, stop fucking hoping he's going to show up and make this a big deal to get you on TV. <laughs> you asshole. Like, All is. right, this is the last time. <laughs> yep, that's it's like so you're disciplining stupid. your four-year-old. <laughs> If you don't get in this car right now, mister, I'm going to leave. He's like, well, bitch, go ahead. <laughs> you know your mom isn't going to leave you at Walmart when you're 10 years old. She can't do it. It's illegal, <laughs> technically. <laughs> so, like, again, I believe this woman. I have no reason to not take what she says seriously, and it seems by all, like, because of the thing. When they talk about evidence provided, this is now so far out. Like, she does have the dress she was in. And I, I'm sure they did some tests on it, but apparently that wasn't enough to, like, 
I wish that this would not be taken by various people as like, oh, I'm defending Trump and saying he's like a good person. <laughs> the only reason I bring this up is that if we are going to take Trump down for that, which we should, which I believe we fully should, Joseph Robinette Biden uh, raped a lady named Tara Reid and nobody cares. In fact, when you bring her up, they'll tell you you're a right wing conspiracy theorist. I've met this fucking woman. Oh, like yeah? we had a conversation. Maybe that's why I feel so strongly about this. But yeah, we had a little thing. Where I'm like, hey, man. like, I, you oh, know, yes. nobody I, I can. Know. Yes. All I can possibly do is say, like, is is produce my own judge of character as any kind of evidence. And I don't know. Maybe I'm just a fool. Maybe I'm a rube. Maybe she's an amazing con woman. But she seemed nothing but honest. She did not, and the, the, believe me, the place we're fucking meeting each other, it was not some glamorous location where she's going to make a bunch of money. <laughs> like, yeah. The accusations that she does this for attention. You know, the same thing that we used to say to all rape victims back in the day before women's issues were taken more seriously. Oh, she's doing this for attention and power. She knows she's going to get a book deal and an Oprah interview out of this. And that's what they say about Tara Reid. People who are on our side, in gigantic air quotes, will say this shit about Tara Reid. Let me read the beginning of this. Of this is for the first time on the show. We're using Fox News as a source, not because I like Fox News, but because for some reason Fox News is the only people who write about this shit because it's, it looks shitty for the president and they have their bad motives. But still, yes. <laughs> House Democratic Caucus Chairman Hakeem Jeffries, who actually let me pause there. Who's Hakeem Jeffries? Do you know? I don't know. Nope. Oh, he's the House Democratic Caucus chairman. Yeah, that's the guy. He's the next. <laughs> he's the new Nancy Pelosi. Okay. Hakeem Jeffries, who was elected Wednesday by House Democrats to succeed to succeed uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, said during the 2020 presidential election that Tara Reid's sexual assault allegation against President Biden, quote, needs to be investigated seriously. Yes. Jeffries made headlines April 2020 when he broke with his par- he broke with his party because for some reason the Democratic Party was united as it's like believe all women except Tara Reid fuck her she's a slut uh, after he broke with his party to lend credibility to the claims that made by Reid a former Biden staffer who accused Biden of cornering her in a Senate office building in 1993 and sexually assaulting her. Oh, so he beat Trump to Weirdly it. similar. He, he, yeah, exactly. It sounds like Trump exactly what Although, we just talked about. I'm sure Trump did sexual assaults before 1996. I'm sure he was oh, doing absolutely. them. absolutely. In the 80s. I'm sure he was doing them in the 80s. And so was... He was at Coke parties. <laughs> he has no idea what he did. Exactly. And Biden was probably at some of those same Coke parties doing some of the same sexual assaulting. Bad people in power will do bad things to ladies... I I don't even understand why I old men like I'm like 30 I'm like hardly interested in sex like at all like <laughs> I'm over it like I'm over it you gotta start working out Ex- if you're gonna be f- being creepy in department stores in your 50s exactly you start working out now <laughs> Ex- like I being like creepy to a teenage girl has I grosses me out but you see like 50 year olds doing it all the time and i'm like how are you even horny like your dick isn't as effective i find them very annoying (laughs) i find teenagers annoying as yes i hate them i do not find them sexually attractive (laughs) even a teensy tiny bit and i don't get people that do and like those guys that like a girl goes by in a short skirt and they're like oh wooga i'm like dude you're fucking 40 i don't understand (laughs) 
you're fucking 40 and you need to be fucking another 40. It's like, how do you still have a libido? Like, I lost mine and like when I was 28. Like, I'm over it. I jacked it all away, I guess. And why don't you do that? To the, <laughs> to the I squandered it all <laughs> to righty. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't get like these perverted old guys raping women. Like, go home and read a fucking book. You're an old man. <laughs> right? I don't get it. I'm, we're not laughing because sexual assault is funny. I'm laughing because I basically fully agree. I could never even find, let alone morally, the fucking energy. Exactly. I have no interest. I don't creepy. get these old people that do. It's insane. Hmm. Should I put a ton of effort and work into ruining my own life and someone else's at the same time? Yeah, it's it's purely a power thing. It's purely I want to feel in control. That's it. That's all it is. That makes I heard that like you all hear the line about how like rape is not really sexual. It's mostly about a, a power dynamic. Yeah. And the older I get, the more I'm like, yes. Yeah. I, uh huh. <laughs> I could never imagine being so horny that I like attack someone and <laughs> fucking shatter their psyche. No, that's like some evil emperor should have like, yeah. you will kneel before your I god. Mean, I mean, like, I could maybe imagine being so horny that you like sneak off into a back room. Like I could imagine that. Yeah, by yourself. <laughs> exactly, by yourself. Or with someone else who's Indian. <laughs> sure, yes. <Not> like... <laughs> but it's insane. <laughs> Oh, it is. It is absolutely crazy to me. I think uh, I I think and believe in my heart of hearts that we should care less about who did a thing and more about what they did. Yes, because <laughs> it seems more and more every day that it doesn't matter. Actually, the content of the message, it matters who delivered the message. It doesn't matter the action that was taken. It matters the person who did the action. And that is just like. I hate being a, a freaking, I'm going to start an alarmist. That's how you end up with literally Hitler. Like, that's how you end up with Hitler. That's how you get fucking Nazis again. You're like, well, he seems like a good guy. He probably knows what he's talking about. Like, did you look into what's happening? What happens, yeah, I mean, and it's been said a million and ten times, you keep voting for the the lesser of two evils, eventually you're still going to get a super evil guy at the end. <laughs> like, it still ends with the most evil, right? It just takes longer. If you vote for if the... If you're anti-rape, you got to leave the single party that has two colors. <laughs> you, like, yes. You're just going to... Who's your favorite old rapist? Exactly. Woo, let's go scream at each other about how much... You like the wrong old rapist, and I like the good old rapist. Yeah. Bill Clinton. All right. Yeah. Uh, I think Obama might be the only for, like recent president that I can I can relatively combat. I don't think he did any weird I f- sex stuff. I would bet $50 that Obama never raped anybody. But I would be, if somebody. He's young. <laughs> I would bet $50, not $100. He's currently. <laughs> okay. How old's Obama? Let me look. I listened. So, so Obama wrote. Um. He wrote like a book during the pandemic, and I listened to the audiobook of it. It's pretty freaking great. Oh, that's the end of the thought. <laughs> yeah, he wrote a good book. It's a good book. I recommend. I recommend Obama's latest. Uh, but it's an odd. But read it on the audiobook because it's fucking gigantic. And on the audiobook, you can skip the boring parts or just just zone out because there's a lot of boring parts. So Obama's 61. He's like he's entering his prime creepy old man years. Like that's he's true. ready to start. Oh, so you're saying he's ready to enter yeah. 
the big leagues. Yeah, who knows how many department stores he's going to go to between now and... That's true. When <laughs> That's true. I don't think he's been on Epstein Island. Has he been implicated? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if he was, I'd know. So the fact that I don't think he... The fact that I don't know means no, he wasn't. <laughs> so what I'm saying is I I, I don't even... I, I can't even stand up here and say I know 100% for a fact that all of Tara Reid's allegations are 100% accurate. But what I can say is that we should look into it. Sure. Like if we're gonna... If you're going to put the former president on trial for almost the exa- almost identical charges... And these are things that happen in the private sector. At, in the private sector? What the fuck? Uh, these are people... That, things that happened... Trump was not the president or like a senator or a governor. He was just like a a, a mobster, like you know, doing his Trump shit. Yeah. <laughs> in the nineties, we're talking about Joseph Robinette Biden, who is a senator at the time because he's been a senator since like the fucking forties. I swear, <laughs> he's been a senator for like fifty years. He was a senator back old enough that he could talk about his good friend Strom Thurmond. <laughs> Who's Strom Thurmond? Google that shit, kids. You'll have a great time with it. Um, oh, that is, oh, I, had, I had one, I had exactly one other thing to talk about. Oh yeah. And, uh, why do I even talk about this at all? B- beyond the sexual assault p- parts, it seems that we're all sitting here going, man, Trump has done so many obvious, obvious crimes. Why don't they ever bring him on trial or impeach him for his obvious, obvious crimes for his war crimes, for his like international incidents he's created all this shit. Sure. And it is the, the simple answer which I believe is the true answer is that you can't go after a guy for doing the exact same thing that someone else has done within your own party, because then you would have to go after them as well. The reason we can have no kind of change is that how do we find a charge that Trump definitely did that our own, and I say our, that Democrats have not already done. Why didn't he get impeached on uh, more real things, more harmful things? Why are we trying to get him on this like tax evasion, Al Capone, oh, got him on a technicality kind of shit? Because if you go after him for the real things, you then have to acknowledge, oh yeah, Obama was drone striking children in Syria more than like, Anybody. Oh, yeah. Obama was deporting uh, illegal immigrants, immigrants at the southern border uh, at a higher rate than anybody. Oh, yeah. Clinton was doing like it just goes on and on where they don't hate Trump. They might say they hate Trump for his like horrible racist things he did or his horribly economically deficient to the working class things he did. But in reality, that's what Biden's doing right now. There are more kids in cages now than there were under Trump. Obama has deported more people across the southern border than fucking Trump or George W. ever did. If we're going to actually take these issues seriously, we're going to have to acknowledge that the Democratic Party does not behave better. It's like... They just are nicer. (laughs) It's like the changing the statute of limitations for sexual assault just for a year so you don't get caught for yours. That's what it is. It's it's the same thing. That's why I thought it was funny when you said that. (laughs) I'm like, oh, that's my point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's my grander thing I'm trying to talk about. You can't go after Trump for his war crimes because Obama did those times a hundred. Yep. And we're not going to go impeach Obama. We're not going to go impeach Obama. I believe we should. And I don't think that that should be a partisan issue. I think we should take down George W. Bush for his war crimes. Instead, what are we doing with George W. Bush? He's like five years into his redemption tour. We think of him as this like doddering old man where, what was it? It was I think it was Pelosi's daughter was talking about like her great relationship with George W. Bush, how he was like a father figure to her. All these rich fucks, they're all friends with each other. They all have the same goals. Yeah. Their class interest is so far divorced from ours. 
Biden is never going to stop all these weird ass wars. In fact, he's going to fight to the last, like fight tooth and nail to keep them going. We have Syria getting re uh, accepted into the Arab league, despite the Biden administration's best efforts to keep it a war zone. So we can keep extracting oil from Syria. Yeah. Like, and that's just the easiest, most obvious example. None of this shit is going to change with the exact same two, meaning one, one party with two colors, continuing to be in charge of everything and eventually you gotta stop being scared of this lesser of two evils That's i mean why... fuckers were scared of mitt romney he oh the lesser of two evils oh my god like who's it gonna be who's next are you gonna lesser of two evils over fucking who oh fuck desantis we gotta vote for whatever draconian bullshit <laughs> like, exactly we gotta vote for pete Buttigieg because well, like he sucks less than this obvious fucking fascist yeah <laughs> Unless you look at the stats where they suck exactly the same on everything that actually fucking matters. Oh, you better vote Democrat or they're going to take away your abortion rights. The, well, the thing about DeS DeSantis is like a real actual fascist doing actual fascist things right now. He does Florida. media stunts. He does bullshit media stunts. And I think he's angry because Trump, Trump did one town hall on CNN and got more attention than he ever did. Like DeSantis wants to try and make his bullshit. Everybody else. He's like a grandstander because his goals are higher. Like he's using governor as like a stepping stone to become. <laughs> he's targeting like the children of like people that have spoken out against him. There's this one woman that wrote an article about him and her child got arrested for like something they said on the internet. He's targeting people like he's doing real fascist things. So the Uhuru movement, these are black liberation, uh, black socialists. They're, uh, what is it? The African people's liberation party, African people's socialist party. Uh, they were recently raided, uh, at the, like the, the end of last year, beginning of this year. And they operate out of, they have like two relatively major, I don't know, branches that even then makes it sound like a bigger deal than they are. There's a St. Louis branch. Think like Black Panthers. It's like a St. Louis OG Black Panthers, not the current uh, nonsense movement that calls themselves the Black Panthers and just wants your money. <laughs> in uh, St. Louis, Missouri, and in St. Petersburg, Florida. The St. Petersburg one is funny because it's like, Black Liberation Movement arrested for being Russian agents in St. Petersburg, <laughs> Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but... These are people who speak out against Biden. In fact, if you go way back to Obama's original campaign, Uhuru people were standing up in the back going, hey, Obama, in your first term, you didn't really do shit for the black community, and we're all here to protest you now, and he shouted them down. And it seems like since then, they've just taken them as like a personal insult against the Democratic Party. And they indicted four of the like their leader and like the four higher up members in the thing. Okay. Why? They'll say it's because they're Russian agents. I say it's because they disagree with Biden and Biden's like, fuck these. These are, these are it's like a political prisoner situation sure. where they're doing the same kind of shit where you're describing with DeSantis. They, how many people under the Biden administration who spoke out against the police or other authority have had their shit raided? Yeah. Like it, nothing seems to actually change other than we feel slightly better about it because we don't talk about it when it's Biden. When it's Biden, we don't talk about it. When it's Trump, you hear about every single shitty thing that the government does. When it's Biden you're told that those shitty things are actually secretly good and you should sit down and know what's best for you. The adults have the plan. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of riffing. That was, that was, that was good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm yelling. No, I, I'm yelling. I'm Janet yelling about that. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree to your point. Um, 
you should get mad at the thing that happened, not the person that did it. Or, you know, like, yes, rapes, let's get mad at every rape. Get mad at everybody that did a rape, you know? It's the actions shouldn't, should matter more than who did them. I highly agree. My last article I can't read because it's behind a paywall, <laughs> and apparently my browser extension that gets around paywalls won't let me read it. But it's from the uh, Jeff Bezos-owned Washington Post, and it's talking about, uh, what is it, CNN leadership under fire after disastrous Trump town hall. This is, I have very few points to actually make about this. I just think it's, I don't know, weird, because people are angry that CNN had Trump on to do a town hall. Oh, because no, yes, back when are. Trump was first running as a can, because back when, they, when Trump was first a candidate, uh, people threw up these figures of how many dollars of free advertising uh, that Trump got as compared to other candidates during his original run. The one I like to bring up is when they uh, showed for a full 60 minutes Trump's empty podium instead of a Bernie Sanders rally that was taking place at the exact same time. I remember. And people will go, oh, Trump became a candidate, a serious candidate, because the media gave him so much free coverage, and now CNN is doing a town hall with Trump. They're just repeating the same mistakes. Yes. No, I'm going to disagree that people aren't mad about that. People are mad about that, at least in my Reddit bubble. Oh, I I know they were. (laughs) Sure. Yes. Believe me. (laughs) As a Bernie person, as a a previous Bernie person, not the fuck anymore, that guy just says whatever they want him to say. (laughs) God, so fucking disappointing. Bernie Sanders is like, yes, whatever Biden says, I will do it. Put his balls directly into my mouth. I will gargle them. Please do not be angry at me, Democratic Party. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. My good friend Joe has like, fuck you, Bernie. If you actually gave a shit, you would have run as a third party candidate the second time. Not necessarily the first time. First time, you know, play by the rules. Second time, fuck you. He's lesser of two evils in himself. <laughs> do we want Bernie from the 2016 campaign where I fucking respected him, or do we want Bernie from the 2020 campaign where he became a bitch? Like, fuck. Well, uh, like, dude, you knew the contest you were entering. You knew they were gonna fuck you again. Have your third party shit ready. Yeah. Fucking break down this elect. Because in the argument he'll say he's like, well, I didn't want Trump to win because if Bernie ran as a third party candidate, I don't know if Trump would have won. But I'm pretty certain yeah. Biden would not have. Yeah. Like it would even would have been President Bernie or like first third party candidate in history. And by the way, if you win the third party thing, like you still have to get the rest of the two parties to seat you as president. So it's like you have to win Jeez. the vast majority of electoral yeah. college. Yeah, he lesser of two evil impossibility. He lesser of two evil yeah. himself. Yeah. <laughs> he became in his wrong opinion the lesser of two evils yeah. of his own fucking self (laughs) but it's now weird in 2023 to get super mad at cnn because like trump is the leading republican candidate he is almost guaranteed to be one of two candidates for president and joseph robinette biden has said there will be no primary there will be no debates i am the democratic candidate so why are we all pissed off that one of the two assholes we're going to be per- one of the two old rapists we're allowed to vote for was on TV? <laughs> like, what are we really fighting? I'm not so sure that Trump is going to be the Republican nominee. That's who's it going to be? DeSantis? Super unlikely. DeSantis way more. <laughs> I do not think it's going to be. I, really? Okay. People are in denial, man. I He's will, polling at like 70% I in among Republicans. I really <laughs> hope I don't have to eat my words. I really, because that would suck. That would be, that's like worst case scenario in my mind. 
you got to start thinking that is first case scenario because <laughs> oh, it's happening. Who, we all fucking were like, ha ha ha. It's, it's like 2016 all over again, but we've seen the results already. We know the shit's coming back. And Biden, Biden, I think, got like the last of the de- the Democrat like desperation votes where everyone was like, oh, shit is so bad. We have to go vote for Biden. Oh, fuck. Like most important election of our lifetimes. Well, and they're going to bring that shit out again. And people are not going to have the energy. I think all the people who showed up in 2020 are not showing up again in 2024. I think real worst case scenario is DeSantis being the next president. I think that is something we should be extremely concerned about. I do think he'd be about. worse because he's more capable. He's more, yes, he's more capable. And he, like you said, yeah, Biden does fascist things too. But DeSantis is like half proud about it or like, like flagrant about it, which is scarier, I guess. I'm looking at, and remember, DeSantis has not actually declared his candidacy, so these polls don't mean a ton, and polls in general don't mean a ton. But uh, the most recent one is like 48% Trump, 24% DeSantis. And then everyone else is like, oh, I hope someone else shows up. And you know that all the Republicans will come and will fall in line at the very end and vote for whoever their candidate is. And you know that the Democrats, no matter who they are, they'll fall in line. Or they can't, except for all the like fringe, fringe sure. people, like people who consider themselves left wing and occasionally caucus with Democrats to get shit done, but have seen, oh, nothing got done. Yeah. He doesn't even try to fucking get our student loans done. Do you think people are going to walk into the polls in 2024 still holding their student loans, very recently having to restart paying their student loans? And they're going to be like, you know what? Ah, Joey, you got my vote again. I can't, I can't I hit know. you, Joey. I hope so. I'm so I'm, I'm in a lesser of two evils the next election probably. Are you again? Are you gonna? <laughs> yes. I'm not saying vote for the greater of two evils. My last thing I've talked about this a lot. I didn't even vote for president. I just sure. left that particular one blank. And in Arizona, we went fucking for Biden, so it didn't even matter in the end. You Who left that cares? particular one blank. That's an interesting way to do it, actually. I vote for shit that I think actually matters. Yeah. I'm not going to be party of this. I'm not going to continue to tell the Democrats through my vote that they're doing a good job, that they have my vote, until they give me something. If they aren't going to offer me something, no. I really like this fucking of all things ice tea ice tea. I don't want to fuck up ice tea versus ice cube. Ice tea <laughs> vote cuz this fucking matters to me. Ice no, it's not ice tea. I think it is ice cube. Ice cube sucks. Ice tea is the better one. Ice cube. I'm on yeah. record. I'll ice be cube. on record saying that. Ice cube is back in 2020 and he's like, "Hey, back in the day, you used to expect a result of some kind for your vote. They would campaign at you and say, I will do this, this, and this in exchange for your vote. And if we continue to vote expecting nothing other than the lesser of two evils, sure. but with no actual anything, that is not a winning message. And I don't think anyone deserves your vote until they have actually earned it. And I don't think it's dishonorable to say, I'm going to vote for who earned my vote, which means fucking no one. No one earned my vote. Or, you know, you vote for your local shit, vote for your propositions. You don't have to say, hey, Democratic Party, I'm going to give you my tacit stamp of approval to do all the bullshit you're going to do. Because if you voted for Biden this last time, you voted for kids in cages. You voted for greater expansion of police uh, budgets and power. You voted for, like, you voted for all these anti-trans bills because, goddamn, he seems to not give a single fuck, does he? This was all supposed to happen under Trump. Surprise, it's all happening under Biden. Where is he? You voted for your abortion rights getting taken away because that shit happened under Biden. 
you're going to vote for taking away your gay marriage rights next. Like this shit is, if it's not stopped by him, why are we voting for him to stop it? <laughs> I hope this doesn't seem personal. I'm not screaming this all at you directly. No, 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 no. Beatrice, <laughs> this is at the grander, this is my grander frustration. No, with, I, if shit never changes, shit will never change. I, why would you expect it to change spontaneously if shit never changes? I agree with everything you say. <laughs> I just don't know what the best course of action is. Build power outside of the single party with two colors and force them to do what we want or we'll shut this shit down because we are the workers who make all of this possible. Yeah. Until that, there is no other solution. Yeah. (laughs) People are like, you say communism is the only solution. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't mean specifically see – you don't have to use that word. But if the power relations never change – Nothing changes. Your boss giving you a second pizza party this year doesn't actually change what your job is like. If things don't change, they don't change. And like putting a nicer face on things isn't change. Pepper. What do you want to end with? Yes, I do have something I want to end with real quick. How are things going on Twitter? For me personally? Just like, what's it like? Because it's been a while since I've been gone. Oh, yeah. You left Twitter. You've been on No Homer. I've been gone. <laughs> yep. I've been on No Homer's Club. Uh, well, so how's Elon Twitter? Musk. Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk has chosen a new CEO for Twitter, and she is a person who has worked for and with the World Economic Forum <laughs> a lot, who is an organization that Elon Musk himself has criticized many, many times. And yes, Elon Musk is a person without principle. He acts under class interest and is a fucking clown boy. Yes. And ow, I, the fact that I'm not out here like trying to intentionally fuck up Twitter leads people to think, oh, Pepper must support Elon Musk. And it's like, no, I do think that his control over the thing had the potential to maybe, like, I don't know, reduce government interference Have you? With, with social media apps. But no, he's acting in his class interest. He's going to bring up some CEO who works with the same motherfuckers that are destroying the world. Sure. Have you noticed a difference in your user experience of Twitter? My user experience has changed not at all. Really? I don't even, I don't understand, like, I'll see people talk about, like, man, my mentions are all effed up. Everyone's just out here trying to start fights. I'm like, that's what Twitter has always been. I noticed the difference. It's no better, it's no worse. I noticed the difference in my user experience, for sure. Uh, First, like, the obvious stuff, just, like, it didn't work as well. (laughs) Like, (laughs) okay, that part, yes, there have been more, like breakdowns like it just didn't work as well and then secondary i was seeing way more right wing shit because that's not usually what i seek out and i was getting tons of it i just saw stuff already like every (laughs) how it seems to operate on twitter if someone says a thing you agree with Look at the comments. They're all shit poo-pooing it. If someone says some bullshit, look down. It's all comments disagreeing with it. Like, no matter what, the comments are always in opposition to the post. What about, and yeah, this is just actual curiosity. What about, like, follower counts and likes? Have you noticed, like, you get less than you used to? My followers have gone nowhere they're basically the same if anything the tiniest bit up you have to remember right about when elon musk was taking over twitter i was being canceled for the fifth sure i feel like that matters less than the elon musk yeah well i'm i think it matters less now that this has happened because it kind of fucked up the playing field for everyone (laughs) sure yeah that's true (laughs) i do have to make the unfortunate announcement that 
when my video when the video for my song Chinese Pie Balloon comes out i will be purchasing twitter blue so i can post the entire music video on twitter in a tweet and so i can potentially get more money from getting people to listen to my shit that's that's an exciting announcement it's bittersweet it's it's good that you're releasing a song it's sad that you're paying elon musk money um have you heard chinese pie balloon yet no i haven't do you do you do you remember the incident with the chinese pie i do yes i was um (laughs) I was on the episode. We talked about it. <laughs> we were talking about it. It's stuck in the fucking, Ch- I'm sorry, Chinese by, okay. So the joke is that it's a Chinese spy balloon, sure. but a, a, a phonetically Chinese pie balloon, when you say it quickly, Chinese pie balloon, sounds the same. So the official title is pie balloon, and there's a verse that's like, can I get you filled, a Chinese pie balloon? Can I get you filled with meat or fruit? In the morning or the afternoon, there's a Chinese pie I believe I have to. It's, I've put way more effort into this. I like than I it a lot. Have. I like it a lot. I'm excited. There's a trombone section. All right, <laughs> I'm excited. But yes, that is the the canon reason I'll tell everyone I'm paying for Twitter Blue. I do remember it was a fun couple of weeks when everyone's like, "If you have Twitter Blue, you're basically Hitler." I'm never gonna talk to you again. I'm looking at other accounts who just like innocuously have it, and it's like, guys. When do you run out of people? Like, when do you run out of people? Can you just, like, just do it? Good. Block me. Remove me. Please. Unfollow me. Leave Twitter. Please. I've been following the same people for nine months, been talking about how they're leaving Twitter. Yeah. That's all they talk about. They get on Twitter once a day to talk about how they're leaving Twitter. Hey, when, <laughs> like, when you goodbye. When you see people post that, uh, just share nohomers.net with them and say, hey, <laughs> this is the new This is the new spot. Just share. Just be. Go to nohomers. <laughs> this is the new spot. I'm trying to make it happen, but. But my they'll be like no homos. I'll never go to <laughs> no 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 no. It's no homer. It's a Simpsons fan site. It's gonna be it's the new Twitter. <laughs> All right, we are we gotta stop. We're already way over stop. time. This makes up for the last couple of reasonably timed episodes. But I have been Pepper Coyote and I've been Beatrice Poundwell. Bye. Bye. Wait, how do I say goodbye in Chinese? You say. Fucking damn it. I've got to look. Here it is. Zai Tian. Zai Tian. Zai. Right? Zai Tian. Tian? Tian. Zai Tian. Fuck. All right. Bye, everybody.